the Eighth Circuit Network. We make things. Put them in your brain. Radio, the new and improved podcast. That's correct. This is one of your hosts. My name is Peter. My name is Kyle, uh, but I like to go by DJ Funky Thunder. That's that sounds my, pretty good. That's, do you call it a stage name if it's like a radio name? Because you're not a really stage. on a stage. A stage? I don't know. You know uh, isn't it just a DJ name? Yeah, yeah, I guess that works. Or a pen name. A pen. Yes, that's the that's the most <laughs> that is the most accurate. Um, um. Okay, so we're gonna be here a couple times a week, probably, uh, just introducing you to some of the most funkiest jams in the land, and we hope to introduce you to some cool new music. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of new music, over the summer I actually discovered that Bobby Womack, who is probably one of my favorite artists. Um, in the funk and soul genre, actually released a new album that was on June 12th, and honestly, I didn't even know he was still recording. The man is like a machine. That guy's been around for a long time, huh? Yeah, he's been around for like over 50 years, and he basically never left the business, which is pretty, <laughs> pretty darn amazing. He's like Rolling Stone status. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this new album, it's really cool because it was a collaboration between him and Damon Alburn and Rich... Richard Russell, who are from the Gorillas and Blur, the Gorillas really have like a very electronica influence because they kind of helped birth that whole popular electronica movement. Yeah. And you can really see that influence in this new album. Like, it's like this awesome amalgamation of his like hearty soul that like even like back in the seventies he was doing with like this yeah. new, this new age sort of electronica under um, underbed, and it's really really cool stuff. So. You know what we should do? We should hear a little clip from one of the songs from this album. Yes, here's a clip from The Bravest Man in the Universe by Bobby Womack. Here we go. Okay, that sounded pretty cool. That was um, pretty you can, amazing. You can hear how it's it's a really strange sound. I actually had to listen to it a couple of times before I really actually got into that. Mm -hmm. Because th this seems like something you have to listen to a couple of times before you really yeah, take it it's, in. Exactly. It's so unique. It's so unique, and it's, and it's this blend of these two genres that really I have never really heard crossed before, yeah. at least not in this sort of way. So when I first heard it, I'm just like, what is this? But... <laughs> It like exactly. It kind of you kind of have to digest it to really appreciate it. But once you do, like it's. I really hope this may be like a new, a new path for soul and funk to take. Yeah, well, it's, something I was reading about him, uh, with other people reviewing this album was that he's actually. I guess he's apparently renewed his career a couple of times now mm -hmm. in the last twenty or so years. He takes big gaps, like because this is the first album he's done in like twelve years. Okay, okay, so yeah. I, I know. And yeah. even before that, he reinvented himself at least one other time. 
So he's basically kind of like Michael Jackson before he died. He keeps reinventing him. Or Madonna. Um, <laughs> no, that's really cool that he kind of like, I don't know. I mean, this obviously hasn't been like churning out album after album for 50 years. Yeah. But it's cool that he's like constantly is trying to stay current, I guess, yeah. within the industry. So. I was this, I was listening to a uh, an interview, actually, with him, mm-hmm. uh, with BBC, and he was kind of, it kind of tells the story of how he uh, hooked up with these guys, and it, uh, he actually, he, do you know, okay, do you know what song he did? Because I think he did a song with the Gorillas maybe a couple years ago first, um, and that's how he got to know these guys. No, actually, I don't. I have to, I'll have to look that up. That's pretty uh, cool. I don't remember what song it is, um, but I don't, okay, I don't remember how they got together, but I, maybe they asked, they asked him, actually. That to, that's, uh, that's to join pretty, them on that song. That's that's pretty feasible because the gorillas kind of have a very uh, like a, a soulful side to them. If you hear some other stuff, so mm. like Clint Eastwood, so yeah. Um. So that's yeah. That's pretty cool that they hook yeah, up. Yeah. So um. Yeah. I definitely ch- uh, encourage you guys to go check out the album, "The Bravest Man in the Universe" by, by Bobby Womack. It's actually it's really cool. You guys should go listen to it. Go download it on iTunes and stuff. Yes, that's correct. Yay. Okay. Um, so Peter, I hear, this was just after we graduated, and I was really jealous that you actually got to see them, and I didn't, but you got to see Casey and the Sunshine Band at the San Diego Fair. That is correct. They were, I wanted to go to the fair anyway, just, well, mainly because the original, okay, the original reason (laughs) I wanted to go to the fair was because I learned about the existence of, uh, deep fried peanut butter and jelly, (laughs) which was, well worth the endeavor by the way um and you yeah you can the the, uh the shack has that stuff is called chicken charlie's and they have basically everything you can think of they deep fry they're pretty they're pretty widespread too because when we were at the oc fair i saw them as well yeah they they hit up all like the major fairs Um, that's pretty cool they They should start they should start like standalone chains like roscoe's (laughs) good competition (laughs) i don't think you could eat that more than once a year though because you would die yeah, I don't know. Americans can put down some pretty heavy stuff. That's that's true. But uh, so. yeah, they have deep fried. Uh, gosh, what else did they have? They had Klondike bars. They, they had the the one we went to in uh, OC Fair. They had what is it? Kool Aid. Yeah, deep fried Kool Aid. That was interesting. That I don't was know if weird. it was really worth seven. seven they were bucks like or so. they were like donut balls infused with Kool Aid. I don't know how they do it. Magic. Anyway, PB and J. If anyone is questioning what that Daring. is. They basically take peanut butter and jelly and wrap it in dough and then fry it into, like, a little enclosed sandwich. It's, it's like, okay, you guys remember when you were kids, those, uh, what are they, like, oh, sm- those smuckers things? things? They like, were like un- the crust- un- uncrustables or something? Yeah, that's it. Those like, And they were, like, they were like pies of PB&J. It was like that if you deep fried it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really um, delicious, but if you ever go to a fair, bring your own water. Oh because my gosh. peanut butter on like a ninety degree day, <laughs> and water bottles are like four dollars. You felt you feel like like when you feed a dog peanut butter, you're just like ah. Yeah, you know. it's it's really delicious. So you guys should check it out. Yeah, I I was I loved it because I got it when we went to the OC fair as well, and I liked it, but I hated myself afterwards. Yeah, well, so it's it's a love. Wait, because thing. you were thirsty or because you were fat? Because because a little bit of both. Because I was thirsty and didn't have water, and because I felt very stereotypically American. So. That's nothing to be ashamed of. No, no, of course not. Um, anyway, so, back <laughs> to the concert. <laughs> so, I saw that, um, Casey and the Sunshine Band were playing on the, on June 29th. So I went and saw them. 
and they were actually really amazing. It was a really fun concert. It was it was free with uh, with concert admission or a uh, fair admission. Lucky. You could just walk up and go to this concert. That's intense. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So the lead singer Harry Wayne Casey, which is just known as he's also just Casey. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was telling us that he's 61 years old this year, but the way that he can put on a concert, you wouldn't believe that. Because he's, you know, up and dancing and singing. Does he have the moves like Jagger? He definitely does. <laughs> that guy was awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they played a lot of their famous songs. They actually played a few slow songs, too, that I wasn't familiar with. Because I guess um, he came out with a new album recently as well. Oh, really? I couldn't tell you what it is, but I know he did. That's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah, they played, uh, you know, Shake Your Booty, Boogie Shoes, you know, all of... The staples. Your favorite, your favorite folk of hits from Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> um, another song he sang, which was a new one I actually had never heard before, which was uh, Rock Your Baby, which he told us a little story about that was actually his first uh, number one hit as a songwriter. So he wrote the song Rock Your Baby, and then it was performed by George McRae, and that was released in 1974 and hit number one on all the charts. Well, the Billboard uh, Hot 100, I think it was. Nice. Who's, and, uh, who's George McRae again? Because that name sounds really familiar. I don't actually know what else he's done, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. But uh, we can look it up later. Hey. And so can you, Funkin' listeners. But yeah, that song is known as one of the earliest uh, you know, disco hits. Because disco didn't really come around full swing in for another four years or so. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um... Let's hear a little clip from that song so that you can understand what we're talking about. Okay. So, as you see, that song is a really fun disco hit, and... We hope you go check that out as well. That's a really cool song. That is pretty cool. Would you say that Casey and the Sunshine Band were kind of one of the forefathers of disco? Yeah, I would say so, definitely. Because, I mean, it's a bunch of white guys, right? So Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, yeah, they're just like, yeah, hey, let's take this soul music and make it for white people so they can dance. <laughs> that's, that's probably strangely accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, like, don't get me wrong, I like disco, but it's it's a complete... It's basically, it's like, you know how, like, they took the blues and made rock and roll? It's like, they yeah. took soul and made disco. But at least you know, I never and... thought of it that way, but yeah, I think you're right. At least rock and roll stayed around. Disco died in, what, like, 1979 or something? Ish. The day the disco, the day the disco died. But yeah, <laughs> that's another awesome band that actually we both got to see, which I am very lucky, is uh, we got to see Earth, Wind, and Fire at the OC Fair, uh, not a month after Peter saw Casey and the Sunshine Band in late August. That's correct. Or late July, sorry. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. I mean, it was a pretty big venue, and we were, like, on this weird lawn slopey thing. And I was sad because they wouldn't let us bring lawn chairs in, which made me... Yeah, that was too bad. That was lame. I mean, like, they get put you on this, like, weird grass slope. And, I mean, I guess we could have brought blankets, like, well, we were in the, uh... Did. Oh, the, I guess they just call it the they lawn. They just call it the lawn, but it's it's not yeah. a lawn. It's, like, it's, like sloping thing where if you're not careful you like roll off the edge and fall into the into the stands <laughs> something like that yeah um 
but it was really cool. The show was what, like two hours long at least. And they, it was about that. Yeah. It yeah. was pretty long. And they played just about every earth, wind and fire song I knew. Like yeah. some of their, some of their, you know, obviously the really popular stuff like September and uh serpentine fire. And then they even said, you know, we're going to play some of our less notable stuff that, you know, you true fans are going to know. And then everyone yeah. got all excited. There was there was a song or two in there that and I love them that I didn't even know so that was impressive. Yeah, I like it when bands, when they are on tour, especially with how long, for how long these guys have been around, they don't yeah. just fall back to their top one hundred type hits. They play everything that they enjoy playing. Yeah, so that that's that's really something to be cool. It always makes it more interesting. Exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, do you remember the? Uh... Those, like, middle-aged ladies that were sitting behind Yeah, them. oh my gosh. So, we were probably some of the youngest people there, which, I don't know how to feel about that, but there was three, there was three women behind us who were all, I think they were all white, and were, like, singing extremely loudly to every single song that they, they knew were, the words to. They were so into it. They, they were like, really into it. They knew, like, every single they were, song. They were gyrating, and I think they were speaking in tongues at one point. Um... But as much as much as I would love to hear their rendition of September, I really enjoyed Earth, Wind, and Fires better. So I wish they develop they develop these hats that like can block sound from behind you, because obviously your ears can't. But yeah, it was just like it was like it was like at, at some points it was like listening to rock band. You hear like the song, and then the terrible person singing over it. I'll never forget the. Uh... The face you kept giving me. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept giving you, like, this death stare, like, please, can we move somewhere else, or, like, <laughs> something. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was pretty funny. Actually, something I want to mention about the concert, in the background behind them while they're performing, they have a lot of, like, psychedelic... They do. You know, they ...video-type stuff going on back there. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, they had some crazy, like, light show stuff going on, obviously for the people that were high or something, I don't know. <laughs> um... But no, it wasn't just like a bunch of old guys on on stage. They put on like an actual show, yeah, which is really impressive. They were pretty old though, like seventies. I mean, seventies. I mean, to be able to do that still is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, they. I would say Casey was definitely more lively than they were. Well, yeah, but they they were more ten like ten years younger. <laughs> exactly, but they were they were more like chill out. But that's kind of like their style anyway. Because mm-hmm. I think he's more upbeat, disco-y, and they're more yeah. I that... guess they're disco too, but they're more like they do more ballads and stuff. Exactly, yeah. They're more of a harmony harmony group. In, yeah, in, exactly. some, in some respects, so they're much more laid back. Yeah. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Definitely one of the better concerts I have seen in a while. So yeah, I got... can't wait to see. What... Oh, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know who is performing at the end of this month who? that I might go see? I'm not sure yet. Is uh, Hollow Notes? Oh, and, uh, where is that? Because you mentioned that. Yeah, um, it's at the Harris Rincon in San Diego. Cool. So and it's you... like it's only like twenty five bucks or something. Oh, nice. All so I might you... I might go if I'm. Yeah, let me know if you do. And I'll go area. too. And all you yeah. funky listeners can join us. That's correct. Go buy. <laughs> we'll t- have a... Go buy tickets. We'll set up a booth and everything. <laughs> it's a kissing booth. <laughs> but not my face. <laughs> Let's move on to another subject. <laughs> yes, please. Um. Oh, okay. Something I wanted to bring up was. Uh, so, I'm a week or two ago, Amazon had the Bee Gees number one's album, which has 20 songs, and the whole album was 99 cents. So, I figured I would jump on that, because that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, they usually they have a lot of daily deals. Like, they have daily deals for other stuff, but they have a lot of other daily deals for music. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, if you complain about the dollar a song for iTunes, just browse Amazon and you can find a lot of stuff that you might like cheaper. Another one they had uh, more recently is that they have a, they have like a whole bunch of hand-picked albums that were like $5, which is in many cases less than half of the normal price. It's, it's like the $5 bins that we would go and scrap at Walmart. Walmart. Hey, those are pretty <laughs> those, amazing. That was some good times. We found some really good soul stuff. So if you ever want good cheap soul music or funk music, yeah. go to Walmart and go to the $5 music bin because there's a ton of those best of CDs of <laughs> a bunch of 70s artists. It's but don't cool. don't go to the... Uh... The one in orange? <laughs> no. No, that's fine. Yeah. Don't don't go to the bin with all like the uh, Mexican soap opera DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Avoid Mexican <laughs> novellas. Yeah. Avoid the avoid the novellas. <laughs> but no, no, the CDs. There's some good stuff in there. I mean, there's you know there's some bad stuff too. Like there's like a ton of George Michael stuff. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um. Yeah, yeah, I've actually gotten some uh, pretty good CDs from there. No, so I got fun. what did I get? I I got like the best of Barry White, the best yeah. of Marvin Gaye, the best of Shaka Khan's. Really, so yeah. If you guys like if you guys like this type of music, I behoove you to go to Walmart, even though, you know, I'm sure some people have reservations going to Walmart, as I do. Because so. it has pirates. Be- because it has... Oh! <laughs> yes, because it... <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the greeter at the Walmart that's on shift sometimes, we, we call him the pirate. Cause oh my gosh. He's a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was there yesterday, and I was going out, and the guy who was greeting at the door looked just, looked just like a... Wilford Brimley. <laughs> and as you left, he said, Diabetes never sleeps. Terrible. <laughs> anyway, back to the Bee Gees. Yes. Um, so I got their, uh, that album by them. And originally, I was just like, eh, I might like some of this other stuff that's on there. But I figured I at least know a good five or six of the more popular ones. Mm-hmm. But then they did, like, uh, Staying Alive. Night Fever, Jive Talking, You Should Be Dancing, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I really, really liked this album because it kind of showed me a side of the Bee Gees I didn't really know it had existed. Because I guess they've been around for a really long time. And they had started maybe like late 60s. Oh, wow. And so they did, they have like what's called like blue-eyed soul, which I assume is like white people's soul. <laughs> <laughs> Aryan soul. Yeah. And uh, like soft rock type of stuff from like the late... 60s to like early 70s before they got really popular in uh, the late 70s with the disco mm-hmm. it's really cool actually I, it's, each song sounds like really different from one to the next so i was actually pretty surprised there is this side of the bgs that was completely new to me and now i am more informed i love to check that out because the one the one band i always disliked when you guys played on when we had funk radio at chapman was the bgs because <laughs> i felt they were just like the ultimate stereotype of, like, bad white people music. <laughs> um, well, I'm not saying that they're not. <laughs> yeah, but now that now that you say there's this, at least this new side of them, I might have to check it out. Yeah. And maybe it'll destroy my reservations. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, though. Um, actually, I'd like to play a short clip from one of the songs from the album. Uh, it's called Don't Forget to Remember by the Bee Gees. Let's take a little listen to that. Cool. Over That definitely doesn't sound like the Bee Gees I know, and I gotta say that's that I might actually have to 
buy that album now or something. Or just wait for it to go on 99 cents again. Or just wait for it to go on 99 cents again, exactly. Because, yeah, I mean, the Bee Gees, I always knew them for those three songs. Yeah. Which were, I mean, Night, Night Fever was that movie, what, Saturday Night Fever with John Travolta? Yeah, that's how they got popular, was that movie. I hate that movie, and I think that's probably why I hate them. Uh, but that stuff didn't sound anything like it that it could have possibly even came from that movie, so. Right. It's like it's like a whole different band. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, that... So, what else would you like to talk about today, Kyle? Um, Anything else uh, coming up in the land of funk or just in your own life, personally? Uh, in my own life, personally, um, not really. Oh, how's that? <laughs> so, did you finally finish that, uh, that, project? That, commer- that commercial you're working on? Oh, yeah. Um, I actually got some freelance work working, um, doing visual effects and animation on this commercial for the new Sony PS Vita. Hmm. And that took like two and a half weeks, but it was really, really fun. I learned a lot. And... It's actually like my first professional gig as an animator and a digital artist. Mm. So I can only move up from here. <laughs> you know, you know how it is. Pretty much. How about you, Peter? How, how's stuff going in your career and life? Well, I had an interview this morning. You know, pretty oh, well. very, very cool. Did you remember to wear pants? Um. No. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I Wait, yes. Nightmare. Yes, I wore <laughs> Did you ever have a dream you like went to an interview and forgot to wear pants and were wearing like pink boxers no i don't have dreams like that oh <laughs> dreams where you're naked are the best dreams because it's the only time that it's really socially acceptable to be naked yes but not <laughs> i don't know how appropriate some of those dreams are <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing about them is they're dreams they don't have to be appropriate yeah I, I heard that when they filmed um inception that nolan initially wanted dicaprio to be naked throughout the entire film Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> because he wanted to be like, it's a dream sequence, so automatically you're naked. Because Freud and stuff. Oh! Totally random tidbit, nothing to do with anything. Okay. Um, you know Johnny Depp, right? And how he's I, like actually... I know of him, yes. You know of Johnny Depp, yes. Um, and how women fawn over him, and he's a fairly accomplished actor. He actually got convinced to go into acting by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was I watched this interview of he was on Regis and Kelly back in like the early nineties. Um it was like right after he did that movie What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And okay. he was talking about how he was just chilling with Nicolas Cage and because he used to be in a band in like Florida or something and then they moved out to LA and he was just chilling with the cage, you know. And they were chilling playing with they, the cage. They were playing Monopoly and while playing what? a game of Monopoly Wait a minute, so Johnny Depp and Nicolas Cage were playing a game of Monopoly. Yes. Probably while on some sort of magical substance. Maybe it was the funk. Yeah, they were doing the funk and playing Monopoly. Well, he, uh, Nicolas Cage was like, hey, you know, you should think about going into acting. I can hook you up with my agent. And he was in, um, the first big film he was in was, like, it was Wes Craven's, uh, something or other. Well, anyways, um, okay. he did a reading and Wes Craven was just like, you're awesome. And he, <laughs> You know, put him in the part, and I guess the rest is history. But it's pretty wow. crazy that I never knew one that of the, one of the one of the better actors of this last decade, um, love him or hate him, was convinced to go into acting by basically one of the most hated actors <laughs> on the internet. That's that's pretty amazing, though. So I thought that was really cool. Mad props to Nick, Nick Cage, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Nick Cage makes dreams come true. That is true. <laughs> 
So yeah, that was that was my filmic tangent for this episode. That's cool. Do with it what you will. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess. Uh, should we wrap it up then? Yeah. I have nothing else really to talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm funked out for today. But yes, if you enjoyed our stuff, continue to listen to our podcast because we will be going into the dark side of funk and the light. So. That's correct. And you can subscribe to this podcast. And other cool podcasts as well on TheEighthCircuit.com. Go check it out. Yeah, Website's they have awesome. a lot of cool news for uh, entertainment and gaming and movies and stuff and like reviews, that. Reviews. But it's all with like a... It's, it's very professional, but it's got a sense of humor too. It's really fun. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, if you're into podcasting, aside from subscribing to us, you should also check out the Super Circuit cast. And they talk about basically everything from the latest video games to movies and stuff like that it's really funny i laugh out loud several times no yeah i've checked them out they're much funnier than we are so (laughs) well so far so far we will improve that's correct this is dj funky thunder signing off and this is your host peter i am also signing off see you later for the next episode of funk radio bye we love you For more podcasts and the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment, visit 8thCircuit.com.